Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing okay. Not the best week for It's the Real. Or for anybody. Not the best week for the world. Let's all collectively work on making this next week better than this last one. But because this is a comedy podcast, we have a few comedic things that we can talk about. Number one, our super Ramon is out of town. What happens when Ramon splits, Jeff? The whole building shuts down. (laughs) He leaves this guy Carlos in charge. And can you tell the people what Carlos looks like? Carlos looks like... I think he could run like a a car wash. Well, not run a car wash. He could hang out at a car wash. When Ramon leaves town, the car wash goes to Carlos. Yeah. Carlos, a year ago, our our refrigerator stopped working. The fan stopped spinning. And, you know, I opened up the, the freezer and all the ice had turned to water. There was a problem, right? So I go downstairs and I tell the doorman and he sends Carlos up. Carlos rings the doorbell, comes in. We explain the issue. I don't think we had ever met him at this point. No. He comes in and he's like, well, let me see. And he sticks his dumb nose into the refrigerator, closes the door, looks at us and says, kaput. (laughs) We're like, no shit, Carlos. Thanks for coming up. Yeah. So the other day, uh, our shower drain was slow to, to drain. And the doorbell rings and I opened it up. And he's got a plunger in his hand. And I'm like, yo, no, it's not the toilet. It's the shower. And he was like, well, I was like, do you have like the gun that shoots air down into the drain to clear everything out? And he was like, oh, let me just take a look at it. So he walks into the into the bathroom and he sticks his dumb nose in the in the fucking tub. And he's like, there's a lot of hair here. He's like, you're not girls. I'm like, thank you. He's like, well, why is there so much hair? I'm like, because the fucking drain is spitting out all this shit. Who knows? It's coming from the wrong entrance. You tell me. Why do you have a fucking plunger? So he's like, all right, let me go get the gun. So he goes downstairs and he comes back, returns with the air gun. And he fires a couple shots down into the drain. Doesn't do much. And then he's like, monsieur. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know if you can tell by the guy's name, but Carlos is not French. So I assume that he's talking to us, the not girls, right? So he takes about a half an hour to get rid of this problem in the drain. Then there's a problem in the sink. Then there's a problem in the toilet. And he's like, you know what? I think all these things are connected. And then he's like, when Ramon comes back, he's going to fix everything. It's like, great. And by the way, Carlos, always when he sees him, he's like, yeah, you guys, you guys partying? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, did you have a, a crazy July 4th? <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? place looks really nice so shout out to our friends over at full screen who made this apartment look real nice you can go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real you get a free month you can watch all of our episodes that's angie martinez miss info charlemagne the god lenny s you can watch this episode right here with director x formerly known as little x you can now watch the DJ Drama episode which went up yesterday you know what i almost forgot about that i'm gonna go on fullscreen.com right now and watch it. We had our friends Shinsuke and Kat over here, and they hadn't seen the apartment, and they were really impressed. We said, you know what? Go get a podcast. Put it on fullscreen.com. In addition, Jeff, you had a wild week. (laughs) You know, if you told Carlos about this part of the week, he'd be like, I'm going to stop talking to you. (laughs) I, uh, I downloaded Pokemon. Pokemon Go, excuse me, which is the real life uh pokemon meaning that you can go find pokemon in the real world you know what this guy alien g hit me up on 
Snapchat and was like, I'm about to name my Pokemon Go team or whatever my account. What should I name it? I need a really good one. Yeah. And I swear, I said, I have no idea what this is. And then I lost you for a week. <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, well, first of all, so the thing about Pokemon Go is they, they have these real life meetups, right? Like how excited Jeff gets about this. <laughs> So you have to go around and you have to collect them all, right? That, that's ostensibly the point. Like, you have to catch them all. So I went down to uh, about two blocks away. Okay. And I'm like, oh, there's a meetup. And how, how hilarious is I wonder if anybody's actually going to be there. Sorry. These are... I just rewind it back. These yeah. are real human beings. Real human beings in the real world going to these places all around the city and all around the world. And they're all looking through their phones. Yes. Even you. Well, okay. So I'm the guy who sits about 30 feet away mm-hmm. and is like yeah like i'm i'm definitely like partaking in it but i'm not you don't know i mean you definitely know but oh, yeah but i'm sitting there and i'm like not acting like a part of it but i'm i'm taking pictures of all the dorks were showing up and then meanwhile i'm king dork <laughs> sitting on the bench you've you've caught enough you've caught enough pokemon that Poke- i'm catching the po- pokey nerds pokemon you've What's the plural? Oh my god! Pokemon. Nineteen ninety-eight. You sound like you, you've caught you've caught you know, so many. You sound like Sinbad talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> like oh, like I, the kids these days. What is this? The 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 Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're out there. You're out. You are King Pokemon or something. I am. <laughs> you've achieved a level that is unheard of. First of all, it's it's insane how good I've gotten at Pokemon. Yeah, but thank you because I've I've just had my phone. I've I've lost all productivity for Jeff, the past five thank, days. Thank God you went to your high school reunion after you got off the Rihanna plane and not off. After you caught some what? I caught uh, Eevee. I evolved that into a water Pokemon. Oh my! God. It's got like seven hundred points. I oh. just caught a. Uh, I just caught a Krabby while we were talking. Wow! Yeah. So can you please tell the XP for me? Please, can you please tell the people who is on today's podcast? Today's guest is Director X, Woo. formerly Little X, the legendary music video director. Who's he worked with? He's worked with everyone from Jay Z to Kanye to Puff Daddy, Usher to Sean Paul, Drake, Aaliyah, MOP. The list honestly goes on and on and on. He's like he has a favorites a favorite video section on his website and even that is too long. It's unbelievable. Or not long enough. The impact that he's had on this culture. We were blessed to have him here. It's a great great episode and I'm really excited for the people to hear it. Jeff, when should we get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Canadian Club, a.k.a. Six Pack. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Leaving for the Summer, a.k.a. Beach Body. Yo, what up? It's Director X, Mr. Don't Get Me Vex. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time, but this is the real. X, what up? Yeah. Am I allowed to be part of that? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, you okay. are. Yeah. Didn't one of us infringing on like, no, a, a no. friendship. No, no. Listen, look, you, inside. Are, you are here. You are part of this now. You're I'm basically in. our brother. I'm, so. I'm inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, before we get into all this, anyone listening at home, if you're just listening... You should know that there's a better way to experience this podcast, yeah, which is... You can actually watch it on fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Yeah. This is really our apartment, and if you really want to see what's going on, and you want to see what X looks like, and you want to see... And you want to see all these naked chicks in here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing that hip-hop lifestyle. You know what I mean? <laughs> then go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real. 
What up? What's going on? Everything's good. How are you? Life is good. Good. What are you doing in New York? Uh, I was doing a little thing for VH1. So um, That's cool. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, the Hip Hop Honors thing? Yeah, you know, just working. You flew in today? I flew in yesterday. And you're out tomorrow? Tomorrow. Man, that's a quick trip. Yeah, I was here. It was a pickup day. So we uh, we shot some people, and then I had to come back to shoot one more. And you know, and you are getting ready to shoot a TV series. Yeah, it's on Family Channel cool. in Canada. I think it's, I'm confused by who owns what where now. Right. But I think it's Disney here and Family Channel in Canada and worldwide. They got picked up. It's called Backstage. Nice. It's a like. A, it's a Jay Z documentary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's full of <laughs> violence and sex. Actually, it's about um on the Family Channel. On the Family Channel, you know, they're going for a different. They're, they're trying to revamp their image. It's 2016. Uh, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone wants that dark, dark, <laughs> dark night thing. Um, yeah. It's kids in a high school it's school of the arts i call it drums not okay. quite drama okay drums yeah sure and uh yeah but one of the kids i was actually uh with the other day they told me we beat game of thrones one of these nights yeah like ratings wise rating i don't know if they, if they, they were like worldwide viewers, or i don't yeah. know what but they're like yeah we beat game of thrones so, <laughs> all right well that's dope but yeah the 12 year old 15 year old market probably just dedicated you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. more dedicated than game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> so you are originally from toronto originally from toronto like yeah. born there born bred i moved to new york when i was like 19 what did your parents do up in toronto uh my father was an engineer my mother a nurse and so where does film enter your life doesn't but you know my my father's swiss and he's from a, like a small village my mother's from Trinidad, which is, you know, and they grew up in the 50s. So they're both artists, mm-hmm. but didn't grow up in places where being artists were things you could do. Or at least, like, you didn't think you could do that. So they did it on the side? No, they didn't do it. There's some, like, oh. there's, like, other other people who the world stomped their childhood dreams <laughs> deep into the ground, and they took on a responsible life. But, you know, my father drew, and my mother we, you know, danced a little. Around. Just It's just the reality of our world. We don't. We don't even acknowledge that. Now everyone wants to be an artist. Right. right. But, you know, my parents' generation, small town, small country, immigrant families, there's art and then there's Commerce. doctor, lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's real jobs and yeah. put that foolishness aside. You know? Well, do you have any siblings? Yeah, two sisters. Older or younger? Older and younger. Okay. I'm, I'm a middle child. So um, my eldest, I mean, we're all an artistic family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my eldest sister did not pursue it professionally. My youngest sister was... Uh, part of a dance company modern dance company cool. teaches dance and all that kind of stuff so the younger ones kind of went there the eldest she should have because even though she's um you know she's in the medicine she'll call me she called me like oh claudio back when claudio when i was doing music videos i don't know how she knew this <laughs> Goes, oh you worked with claudio miranda he's great and you know, i'm sure you guys know claudio miranda shot the life of pi he won oh, the academy oh, wow. award yeah, yeah. yeah claudio miranda is a genius director of photography and we knew it when we were doing music videos but i'm on the phone like you're in switzerland <laughs> How the hell do you know I worked with Claudio Miranda? So, you know, I mean, you can't stop an artist. An artist is an artist, whether or not you've fought for it or not, you know? Well, so what was your first sort of artistic endeavor? I mean, I've been drawing all my life. Um, like, before I could remember drawing, I was drawing. And just, uh, I thought, uh, my my process was, like, when I was in grade school, I was in junior high comic book artist i definitely thought i was going to draw comic books then somehow from comic books i found graphic design then mm-hmm. i shifted into graphic design and oh, i'll be a graphic designer right then from graphic design i found my way into filmmaking and then here i am well does school <clears throat> support that like at all not the school i went to uh, uh my early years i had to fight the system i went to like this christian private school <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> 
they, they, they weren't encouraging of... Uh... <laughs> no, we're not encouraging of art. They're very encouraging of learning all the books in the Bible. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can have me a, a solid Bible debate to this day. Dude. Well, that's what we're here for. That's right. right. I thought, yeah. I thought. I was saying, it's Bible, it's Bible debate, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to Kirk Franklin all morning. Good, good. You're getting ready, because Leviticus yeah. 4, verse 3. <laughs> I only know as much as uh, Peppa's verse, but whatever. <laughs> so these, wait, these were like sisters teaching you? Uh, uh, no, no. Like it, it was it, No, it was even worse. Than a, it wasn't Catholic. Oh. It was a Protestant. Uh, yeah, so we're Jewish. You gotta, yeah, you to, okay, yeah, right. so so the so the Catholic school system is a full school system. They have schools and teams, and they kind of it's kind of like going to public school but with uniforms. And occasionally they try and you know get hit you with some God stuff, but it's just too big and loose. I don't meet a lot of kids from the Catholic system that feel like they got cheated out of childhood. Every child that went to a Protestant <laughs> <laughs> cheated. I, like it was, it was just it was, and it's in the country, and just really, it was like its own school, it's funded. It was just its own weird little thing. But I'll give them; they were not joking. It's very Protestant. Education was what it was. Right. So if you went to public school and you couldn't read, and you came to KRT, you could read. Really, they, they sorted that shit. <laughs> that, that got sorted out immediately. But they, they could not get the art out of you. They no, were, no, yeah. no. And they tried. I mean, like art was not art. It was like arts and crafts. It just was not a, a thing for them. It was a, it was a different kind of place. And where do you find the arts, like around <clears throat> Toronto? Um, when I'm a kid, I mean, it's me drawing comic books. That's where I found my art. I don't, yeah. I don't know, maybe if that's why. Now that we bring it up, I'm having a fucking moment of clarity right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's maybe that's why art comic books were the thing because that's. Was art because that's why I bought my comics. I bought it for the illustrations. Mm -hmm. Then I read it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, oh, there's words too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Bummer. And then if they change the artist, I literally was like, well, don't know what's gonna. So I don't need to hear anything else about these guys. And yeah. I was, that was it. I was done collecting the book. So um, that was my way in. And then, I mean, I am. That's why I'm right now. I'm a big defender of comic books and mm -hmm. the culture and the intelligence and the art. And the movies are beginning to just now respect the source material and see that that's when they make all the money when mm -hmm. they just do what the book did. But I mean, growing up, they had these beautiful painted books. You have really various different styles. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really great intelligent work happening in, in uh, the comic book field. So it was a good education. Does that mean when you saw the first Batman uh, series, you were not into it. Which one? No, uh, the eighty nine. Yeah, guess. like Michael Keaton. Michael. No, I know yeah. definitely for its day. <laughs> okay, it was yeah. a, see that was the thing. But the reason why they could do Batman because Batman. Let's we, we turned into a comic book podcast. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman, they could understand. You know, he wore mm -hmm. a costume and he was a guy, so they kind of let it go. He had a car. It's kind of silly, and Tim Burton turned it into something cool. So I was with it. And I was too much of a kid to be like Michael Keaton can't be <laughs> Batman. You know, like I said, that didn't. Compete to me so well, there also wasn't like an internet where you could voice said concern that's right, right. Yeah. Or, or know that that was a concern you should have <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i was like all right that's batman and like i said i was young but it was still it worked and superman seemed to work but anything else do you remember the old you guys seem young what are you your 30s i'm yeah. 20 uh 23 <laughs> yeah. oh, you young guys man don't mean to hit you with the old yeah. age but yeah so you're young you don't remember like marvel comics used to do the worst they would do these tv movies and if you Google, you will see the worst Hulk and the worst <laughs> Thor. It was bad, bad stuff, man. So, well, yeah. have you seen Batman versus Superman? I have. And thoughts? I mean, look, okay, so Zack Snyder, <laughs> Zack Snyder with a camera is untouchable. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like, he, he, he is unbelievable. But I knew something was up with Zack Snyder story-wise mm -hmm. from 300. 
Right. Remember 300? Yeah, the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Not the record label. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right. yeah. So, the, the movie. We all love 300, but then there's this part in 300 where Leonidas' wife, remember when Leonidas' wife has sex with the bad guy? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, so there's a, part, there's, a, there's a part where, like, the king, mm-hmm. who's off to fight the war, mm-hmm. his wife has sex with the bad guy so she can talk to the Senate. And we're all like... <laughs> I don't like that part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it doesn't seem to make sense. And then when you go back to the book, that's not in the book. Mm-hmm. That's Zack Snyder fixing it for us. Right. And then bit by bit, he continues to try and fix things and fix things. So now he's fixed us all the way into um, Gotham City and Metropolis or across the water from one another. Right. It, it needs some fixing. It, it, uh, it, uh, he's, he's, just, he's just, I mean, whatever, man. It was, it's, it's just... When when he had Superman kill somebody, I knew all right. We're ju- we've just we're just off the deep end. Right. And deeper on a symbolic level, I felt like it was the whole point of Superman was the idea that I have all this power. The whole point of superheroes, but really Superman, I have all this power. I can see everything, hear everything, move faster than you, fly. I'm strong. I'm indestructible. You can't beat me. And I could just kind of like crumple you into a little ball and toss you over my shoulder but I don't because it's the because I'm doing the right thing I'm just the American way right and then now Superman is I won't kill you but <laughs> there might be a situation where I might have to go against <laughs> all my morals and here we are today you know what I'm saying so. by the way if you were to fly around the world and then like reverse it it would kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it doesn't that's not the key to reversing time <laughs> listen oh. we went to public school so like yeah. you know we could be I don't way know, wrong we went to Protestant yeah. school um right. Can you talk about what Toronto was like growing up as opposed to what Toronto is today? Toronto growing up, um, was very, there Drake? <laughs> there was no Drake. There was a prophecy of a Drake. <laughs> One day there shall be a rapper. Um, but uh, yeah, actually, I do kind of feel like John the Baptist when it comes to Drake. Uh, but uh, so, you know, coming, being. In Toronto, it was this town, and we're the big city in Toronto, but we're not on the map, right? And we're we're next door to America, so there's all this kind of like, right? So the hip-hop scene was coming up a little bit. There are a few guys that everyone hated. They didn't hate each other, but no one believed. Then this guy named Maestro Fresh West, right? There's a bit of hip-hop history for you. <laughs> Maestro Fresh West had a song, and it was on the radio, and it was on TV, and it was like a hit, legitimate Canadian hit. Right, mm. so it was like oh, bigger was, than Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> they beat he beat Game of Thrones. He had better ratings at the time. Um, so it was like all right. So we got this guy. So the kids began. I remember being in high school at the time, feeling like oh wow, maybe we can do that stuff they do over there. And um, it started like he actually started like a little hip hop. There was artists like Kish and uh, Mishy Me, and so there was like the little industry within Canada's own little vacuum, but it only existed in Canada. Um, we had our own little scene. It was very West Indian, but the rappers were not. And you had people trying to pretend they're from New York. Like, there's <laughs> still, yeah. My, so as my generation came up, the, it, it was the beginning of the, we're from Toronto and we're proud of it. And, oh, um, I'm talking about White Plains. The Bronx. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, the guy, right, yeah. I can think of two songs where the guy's like, I met her on White in White Plains. <laughs> On the train in White Plains. Like, way, that, that was the big way, That's so dope because we're from White Plains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody well, ever shouts at White Plains. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have been in Toronto yeah, in the everybody. 90s. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we had that. And then you had, like, Cardinal, mm-hmm. who was like, I'm from Toronto. And then he even brought in the West Indian part of it. And West Indian culture is a big, it's kind of like Britain, um, where it's, 
it has a, a larger effect. Like in Britain, there's tons of Africans. We all say bro, and like this West yeah. Indian slang is mm-hmm. completely intermixed in, and, and Toronto's like that too. If you said to a black kid, where are you from? They'd say, oh, Trinidad. They're, oh, they'd say Jamaica. Whether or not they're born in Canada or not, they'd say their parents. Which even for Drake, Drake has always kind of been this outside guy. So everyone's like, where are you from? Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad. Where are you from? Memphis. It's never quite connected. So, so where were you from? Uh, Trinidad. My mother's from Trinidad. Right, so right, if right, people right. asked, I said Trini. I yeah, said, you could have said, said Switzerland. Or yeah, you could have said Switzerland. Or White Plains, whatever. White Plains, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I'm rhyming it with train. Yeah. Because White Plains get involved. But uh, yeah, so we go, that, that goes down. And then I, I'm in my filmmaking stage and I come to New York and I'm an intern. And that's why I feel like I'm the I'm the Morpheus to his Neo. Right. Because, all right, so we have some rappers locally, but no one's ever made noise in America on the hip-hop scene ever. Tons of rock acts. Right. Mm-hmm. Actors, but as far as like our little subgenre, it's it almost feels like this can't be done. So, did you film anything with like any of those guys? Um, no. Before so you left town, it's part of the let's see. Is it part of the story? I'm on the scene. Everyone knows me, uh, but no one would give me. I'm like, even when I went down, I come back. Yo, I'm interning with Hype Williams, and everyone knew who Hype Williams is. Let me do your video that you have no money for, but I'll do. They're like, yeah, no, because some other guy was hot, right? Which, yeah, it's exactly. No one, no one. Yo, who's this other guy? Yeah, exactly. David Cropper was the <laughs> hot, hot, hot director at the time. He was shooting everyone's videos, and I just could not make my way in. You know what I mean? The guy you know that's out working with a hip hop legend, they're still like, yeah, well, David's, you know, David's the Bundon. If you want to Bundon, David's the Bundon right now. You understand Bundon? No. Like, Bun is burn. Okay. And he's burning it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, bun yeah. Dawn right now. But so, you, you had you were willing to do it for free. Well, pretty much. Yeah. And I, I guess I wasn't the bun down. <laughs> so um <laughs> You're unbun. I was unbun at the time. So <clears throat> So you know, so uh, which kind of freed me up on two levels. One, I didn't get stuck being in Toronto shooting videos. I spent my time in New York, you know, not shooting videos but being on the sets of like LL Cool J and R. Kelly and like I'm Hype Williams. Yeah. Right? I'm part of the inner circle. I was drawing storyboards, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. And as well, I was I, I learned a lot about over time. You know, the world tells you children's books are dangerous. Let's get because <laughs> they tell you about the importance of friendships and what friends do for one another. And then you get into the business and you learn, no, no. Right. They actually there don't. are no friends. There are no friends, business. and they yeah. don't. But if you're walking in, like you're my pal, and I'm gonna da 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 da, you'll you, so you got to learn that that's that's it doesn't really it barely works in real life friendships. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's all just uh, societal programming of what we wish. But I believed it. So if I had done those videos for those people, if they had shown me that, I would have felt obligated mm-hmm. to do something for them. But none of them did, luckily, so fuck them. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I, I, I get my thing together, and now I, do, um, I did EPMD, yeah. Richter scale. So I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I did something. So that's the beginning. And then I started shooting. And, and so then as it became to be, I was Little X. Shooting. Well, who gave you that name? Uh, I got that back in like the X Clan days when everyone was Man. black and angry and yeah. you know conscious and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. <laughs> I was little X, you know. I'm light skinned, trying to make up for a lack of melanin. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I came extra hard with my extra blackness. Yeah, I was yeah. extra black. <laughs> they should have called me extra little extra black. So um, that sounds like a rapper from Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This could work for somebody. Yeah. But so, but now I come back to I come back to Toronto. But now they're you know I'm doing these videos and they're seeing things happen. So for Drake's generation, where my generation is maestro, like, wow, maybe we could just do it. For Jake's generation, it's like, oh, maybe we could cross the border. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm, I was the first guy. And like I said, I'm, I'm John the Baptist because I'm, 
I was doing something that no one had to hate on. Rappers all hate on each other. There's all this jealousy, right. you know, especially if you know you're you're like you're stealing their dream. If you make it and they don't, it's all this. I would have made it if he didn't do it. Like yeah, all this yeah. f- stuff is going on. But I'm a director. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be a director. So they all got to, so the whole city got to like cheer me on and and see this guy who who had, had done this thing. And then you know who you wasn't know, cheering you on. Who's that? Davy Crocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Cropper was yeah. not David sure. Cropper. Yeah. Yeah. I already know. forgot his name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Take that, David. Yeah. Bam. So how did you meet Hype in the first place? Um I so when I was in Toronto, I was watching I was seeing music videos. Just around the time I'm getting interested in music videos. Then I started seeing his music videos, and then you could feel like there's art and you could just feel the art, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is interesting. This dude's all right. Uh so then I, there's an article on him in Vibe magazine. So I sent this package of all my stuff, all my drawings, all my T-shirt I did, like all this stuff, and I sent it to them. Like I just want, I want a connection to hype. I just want, you know, not his number, like what's his office number or something. Yeah. And couldn't get a response. Couldn't get a response. Called up one day, and um, she gave me the number to the office, and then hung up on me. <laughs> Mimi Valdez. She's she managed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah totally. We all know yeah. Mimi. Yeah. yeah. Tell Mimi she changed my life. <laughs> that, that, Mimi changed my life. So and I still see her. She like manages. So you know she was like da 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 click click, and I'm like, boy, we must have got cut off. I mean, <laughs> call her back to make sure she's not worried about me. Very mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's that's the info I needed. So mm-hmm. I got the number of the hype's office, and I sent out this thing, and sent them the package. And here's again about friends. Yeah. <laughs> Putty's pals. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend who lived in New York who was working for a director. So I sent my package to two people. The Hype William Camp and then my friend, this director who's nowhere near what the, the talent level. But he was, mm. you know, he was a director. Okay. Mm. All right. Send it to both of them. Send it to my friend, pal. Putty, <laughs> friendship. You know what I'm saying? These children's books, man. I'm telling you, I want to do a real, like, the, the <laughs> yeah. reality children's books. <laughs> yeah. The reality children's books. Uh, we'll, Life is yeah. hard. Yeah, you get <laughs> fucked yeah. and then you die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, By Director X. <laughs> exactly, pretty much. There'll be versions for all different <laughs> topics. But, so, <clears throat> I sent it to her. She doesn't even show her boss. And their office was just him and her. That was who, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. he barely he worked once in a blue moon. Maybe, maybe it got lost. <laughs> maybe it got lost. And then uh, to Hype, uh, it just got lost. You know, he's busy and all this stuff is going on. But so I'm calling, and they're like, well, we haven't seen it yet. A call that we haven't seen it yet. And a call I haven't seen it yet. Then I came to New York with, like, this big work program, get the kid off the street type of uh, jobs program in Toronto. So I came with that. And actually, I stayed on 96 in Columbus. Right? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's where, my, that's where my aunt used to stay. It's a Whole Foods now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole building. Yeah. They're taking out all the yeah. apartments. Um, so I'm, I was there, and I called to go, all right, well, you know, have you guys seen it? And wh- whoever answered the phone was like, we don't even know who you are. We don't know what you're talking about. I go, oh, I was 19. I was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. How about I come get my ship back? I'm, I don't say it, but I'm in my head like, I want the shirt back. I want all yeah, that shit back. Yeah, yeah, I want my shit yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a breakup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. So I go and uh, go to the office, and then I see the people. There's the office manager. So I'm like, I'm showing somebody. Yeah. So you're going to watch this shit. You know what I mean? So I showed him. He's like, oh, you should wait till the manager comes, our, uh, our producer. So the producer comes in. And she, I show her all my stuff. She goes, okay, uh, yeah. I'm like, I just want to intern. I know I'm good enough to work for free. Right? She's like, okay, come back in a month. Okay? And then I go back to Toronto, and I just feel like... Toronto, especially at that time, felt like this small town. It was very much like just this dead-end kind of... 
you know, and hey, you know, man, working on music, you know. So it's like all, all your friends. It's everything just seems. And I left two weeks early mm-hmm. and came over here. Mm. And um, the day I walked into the office was the day she had quit. Wow. She was leaving. That was her last day in the office. Some serendipitous. Yeah. And yeah. now she she works at VH1. I just saw her uh, again. So yeah, yeah. The people. No one ever tells you the people you meet you're gonna know for decades. Oh yeah, for sure. Like no one ever leaves this industry. No. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. And yeah. then a they few just do, keep but rising. the vast majority. Yeah, you're yeah. Just, you're gonna see them around. So yeah. Um, luckily, I did that. And but then the executive producer looked at me like I don't know anything about this or who you are or what's going on. And I did a George Costanza and I just showed up the next day. <laughs> Started working, and here I am. Man. Two things. One is, I think, like, persistence, especially with, like, people of today's age, is so underrated, you know? Like, if you're persistent, that's more than half the battle. Completely. Um, Winning is the other half. That's right. Yeah. And the third half is adding them on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just, just, God, no. Just hit their, <laughs> yeah. hit their mentions. That's all it takes, kids. All it takes is adding them on Instagram. Do you, do you, by the way, do you ever listen to anyone's mixtape that adds you on? Well, no, well, here's the thing. I'm... I'm not the guy. Once you get to me, it means you've gone through the system. Right. I mean, like yeah. you, you, I'm the wrong guy to give a mixtape because I just don't. And I learned a long time ago. He's my friend. He'll want to help me in my friend's music career. No, they don't. They don't. I'm a director. They, I don't. They don't think of me as a guy with a musical ear. They think of me with a guy with an eye. Right. Right. So I stopped doing anything along those lines. So I'm not the guy. And even if I thought it was great, I could give you words of encouragement. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could maybe tell you about the hustle. I'm not gonna get you signed. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving it to fucking nobody. The, right. I, I, you can't. Again, part of the real life lesson is, people. It's in the 48 Laws of Power. Which, if you read, you should read a good spiritual book at the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tao Te Ching, I suggest. Yeah. Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's how I did it. Yeah, but it's, then you become Wu Tang. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what I mean. The, the book is a fucked up book. It'll hurt. It'll, it'll do weird shit to you. But anyways, they they do say like you can't. People when people see you coming, they should be like, oh, you guys, mm-hmm. not right. like oh these guys, right, you know right, right. And if you start coming out of your lane and asking people for things. Then it's gonna. They don't know if you're. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know what it's gonna be. Is it? Is he coming for me for the thing I like him for? Is right. he coming at me for some thing that everyone asked me for? And I mean, like, if you imagine being a successful NR, what your life is like. <laughs> oh my god. How many people? You know what I mean? Like, no. so I just I get out of that. So if by the time you get to me, <laughs> as a musician, that means someone's you've done the hustle someone believes in you yeah. you've recorded the songs they've had discussions we're gonna put money into this and again for me someone said we're gonna put a good chunk of money into this right. like there's it's, you've, you've reached a, yeah. a point once we're having that discussion the kids who at me they at me just like hey man really wanna work would really appreciate I saw my Twitter today could someone uh, could someone make me a creative director for a music video <laughs> No, <laughs> no one could make you that, right. except you. Yeah. So it's as just, soon as you assume that title, you yeah. become that. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it just it says something about I don't know if it's this generation. I don't want to get on millennials. Maybe just I can't. Look, I told you what I had to go through to get the phone number, the hyper right. office. Yo. Now you punch in his name, and then his website would come up, and then his website would say contact, contact right. and then like the the. So I just can't. I can't regard the kid who doesn't have in this age enough wherewithal to find out how to actually get a hold of me. Right. If they just think, well, I have his Instagram, he should hit me back. Hey, X, I want it. And then, and, and then they think that, that shows me your hustle. You don't have a hustle. Right. You know what I mean? Especially for even for hip-hop. Hip-hop came from selling co- CDs out of your trunk. And right. there's this whole process that showed how dedicated you are to it. 
So that kind of thing. It just shows me. Well, what if they at you a bunch? <laughs> How's that for dedication? But you know what? I would almost don't. Hopefully, none of these kids see this shit. <laughs> but I, I would respect that a little bit more. Because honestly, they don't at you a bunch. They right. at you they once. And then they go on to the next person. That's yeah. right. If, if you look at that person's timeline, it's just like adding you, adding hype, adding like, yeah. you know, Benny Boom, adding like anybody who they can think of who's a director yeah. the same message. And then, but that, and then that's it. It's yeah. never like, because uh, Sean Kingston, I remember I asked him how he got discovered. He got discovered in the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. But he, um, he would not stop messaging JR. Yeah, just constantly was fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made his decision right. and was going at him, and that you know he's Sean Kingston. Yeah, and Jr. wrote him by the way. He kept adding the coasters to be like, "Hey, clear this sample <laughs> so I can use it." That's right. Another thing I wanted to mention, by the way, is that we met a couple of times. Jeff and I met you a couple of years ago outside of like the Highline, I think. Yeah, at a concert. And I told you this story, which was, uh, I interned at a company called Notorious Pictures here hmm. in New York years ago, right? When I was in college. And they did documentaries and music videos and, uh, and other commercials and whatnot. And one of the projects that they had was a re-edit of a Hype Williams video for Kobe Bryant's first video. Oh, wow. With Tyra Banks. Yes. And you and Tyra and the editor and intern me sat in that session and went through this edit, which was, like, incredible. So You sure that was me or Hype? No, that was you. It was me. That was you. Did I go with Tyra? I, was yeah. just hang- I remember I used to hang out with Tyra. I don't yeah. really remember that moment. No. Wow, but yeah. I do remember I used to hang out with Tyra a bunch. Yeah. How was that for hip hop? Huh? <laughs> Bam. Wow, that's funny. Um, okay, so you get into New York. You're working with Hype. What Besides doing the storyboards, like what are you learning in terms of like cinematography and lighting? and How to get coffee. Yeah, all right. that. <laughs> well, I mean, the main, the main thing I learned from Hype was that a director should know all these departments. Like Hype really knew them all like you know he would i remember i'd be driving around with him because we were picking up clothes that he liked and he wanted wear this jacket you know what i mean and he knew he just knew cinematography he knew editing he, he could get on the machine and do an edit himself like he understood all these departments art department because that's where he came from so i began to get that idea of what a director was and i saw other directors who they didn't know anything right and still don't really know much they know you know there's a point you do learn but not in the way that hype was doing it so it was just, I, I, I learned that from him. Like, okay, you got to know this stuff. So really, like, in a telecine, trying to figure out what is going on here. What are you doing with these color wheels? How does that, you know, what's, oh, this is a mid-tone. This is a highlight. This is this and that. So that was, that was the big, big lesson, just by being around, you know. Um, then, yeah, I, when I started directing, the, the bigger lesson out of that was I was kind of learning about it, kind of looking, kind of had an idea. Then I did Tracy Lee featuring Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. and it was a mess it was a fucking total disaster where was know. it um it was on a stage but I just was out I don't I didn't have what it's the beginning when you win the learn sitting beside the, the hot seat mm-hmm. and you know you work for the guy in the hot seat so you're beside the hot seat all the time you're really close to the hot seat and so much so you're like it's practically like I'm in the hot seat <laughs> I'm beside it so much you know what I'm saying and then one day you sit in the hot seat you go oh whoa being in the hot seat and beside the hot seat are not the same fucking thing. Right. There's at least two feet difference. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, once I got in the hot seat, I realized, oh, well, fuck, I don't know shit. The want to know, knowing that you should know is not the same as knowing. So I, you know, I went back into my cave and just went to the bookstore and bought every book I could on filmmaking and just read through it. Makeup, lighting, everything. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. the next job I did, Def Jam gave me this little Cormega promo. 
and um, I shot the promo. It was his idea was horrible. His his idea was horrible. <laughs> um, his acting was awful. Mm-hmm. Can you say what the idea was? Uh, he was doing the he was redoing the scene from Scarface, where they're interrogating him. Mm-hmm. And the camera's going around, and it was just but it was you know who's this? And he's like picture of Nas and whatever. But um, he was like, say no more. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Okay, well, it's, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but we, what, the two things that was interesting <laughs> is being in New York and knowing through hypes relationships. I said, let's light it like clockers. I don't know if you remember clockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember that? Uh, remember the interrogation where this fucking giant highlight is bl- blooming off and all this stuff. I knew Malik Saeed because that was hypes one of the hypes good friends. So I mm-hmm. asked Malik, what did you do? He goes, oh, I overstuck. You know, this is four stops over, and I used this fucking Promis filter, and it blew, did the bloom, and they go, okay. So I, I had that kind of access. And then actually reading, I knew what I was talking about. And like, so as I'm, as I'm setting things up with my DP, I'm like, scrim that light. And then I'm like, I said that. And I'm right. <laughs> that made sense. But we took that job. And then we, so we took a song that Cormega had and we shot like a verse and chorus in the basement of the studio. So I had his horrible commercial, but I had a little <laughs> tiny bit of a music video that we had shot. And I gelled everything interesting colors and I was just kind of free with it. And that's what gave Def Jam, they said, all right. And that, that's what, when kids ask me like, oh, what should I do and how do I get a gig? I tell them now, dig into your subculture. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't run up to like Sony. <laughs> hey, Sony. I haven't like, they're never, it's never, just don't. Dig into your subculture where they understand, you understand skateboards or hip hop or hip-hop skateboarding or what you know what I'm saying whatever little niche you happen to exist in go and embrace that and shoot that stuff right so you can build your name and do you know I me mean? you, you'll they'll give you the shots and luckily you know hip-hop had record labels so it was Def Jam was like man well you've done one fifteen thousand dollar thing for us here's a whole music video never and then and bad boy was other people who gave me a shot they're the other ones who gave me music I did a black rock video yeah you know what I mean like no one no one would have given me these opportunities who were the video commissioners that you dealt with oh back then there was no I mean the, it was like Kevin Lyles and no. <laughs> Julie Greenwald and you know what I mean they're like I guess they actual executives yeah. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. In the, yeah that was yeah. like 160 Varick days mm-hmm. and I remember that office really well I remember I remember the offices in the cal- I remember the whole thing and um, yeah it's weird what you remember when you're young. I can remember all that. I can't remember going editing with Tyra Banks, yeah. but I can remember <laughs> Kevin Lyles sitting on his couch saying, yeah, let's go for this. Let's, let's give it a shot. I remember Puff's office. He was in the Times Square office at the time, and um, him giving me the shot to do the Black Rob thing. And then, yeah, then from there, I was able to really What was the weirdest thing that was in Puff's office? I don't remember anything weird beyond just him. Just <laughs> You know, I, I remember I, uh, on one day... I thought I had a meeting with him. <laughs> so my friend and I go, we go up, and we, and we go into the office, and we're sitting there, and he's like, oh, well, what's up? I go, I thought we had a meeting. Oh, no. We don't have a meeting. I didn't go. And as I leave, my friend goes, well, now you know you can go to the puff at any time. <laughs> yeah, but everything exists in a moment. I don't know if I could still just run up on the office. What, what was the... Maybe the house. <laughs> what was the first video that you did that you knew, like, this is my aesthetic? Um... I mean, I'll be that was interesting. Yeah, uh, great video. Yeah, I, that that changed everything. But when it actually reclicked, it was in two thousand. It was um, I don't know. It I'd gone from so I did. I'll be that of, at Big Dog Hype's company, mm-hmm. real small, no pressure, still Def Jam, not the labels. And then that, that blew up. And then I'm doing these other videos. And then I signed to like this big company. And they're like, here's a Range Rover. Here's an office. Here's an assistant. <laughs> here's like, and I'm suddenly I'm like, you know what I mean? I. It's like the rapper that does his first album in his 
bedroom, and then he's doing it in the big studio, and he loses his inspiration. Yeah. Because also, I, I did a 99, I did horrible, horrible work. But you see the beginning of things, but I just couldn't get it. And then in 2000, I did Donald Jones' Where I Want to Be, that Claudio shot. Great video. Um, you know what I mean? I started getting in. I was beginning to find myself. A lady, oh, there you go. Um, really obscure video was Changing Faces Ladies' Man. Huh. And it was, I've been trying to do these set driven things, but no one would get it. It was just like, trust me, to do a set, no one could quite, they just wouldn't bite. And then Ladies Man was small enough enough a budget. And again, the managers were people who did, he managed Tracy Lee back in the day. So I had a relationship with the manager. So I have these ideas and to go for it. And then if you see that video, it was like, I did, um, and I can't believe we did it for like only 100 plus grand. Now this would cost at least three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. I built three sets. I took giant wooden sets, planks of wood, and I stained them all different colors. So it'd be like there was one set that was stained green wood. It'd be a great spa. It looks like <laughs> we shot in a spa or something like that. So I, 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 I it's green uh, tinted wood, and then I put like a blue line of blue wood. Mm-hmm. into the set and then there was a yellow set that had a yellow line and like that whole thing that I was doing I did a pink set that had a red line and there you began to, it didn't do well commercially but for me I was like ah oh. you're Mark Rothko yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I knew this is what I liked I knew this clicked and you began to actually see if you look at it you know like oh whoever I do my set designs right I, I've from the very beginning I've been designing it and working with an art director as opposed to hoping someone comes design me a set yeah, yeah. and do it right I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'd say this is what the theme is this is what we're doing well because no friends right right exactly <laughs> no friends well and just I mean that was my art background now I can see how my comic book graphic design um, interests actually how they served and serve me now as a, especially music videos, the graphic design element of it, which you could see, this guy, oh, it's very graphic. These guys are what this guy's up to. And then comic books, as I move into film, and just it gave me a sense of story and gave us our nerd, I call it the nerd standard, you know? Like, where, like Pharrell and Chad? Uh, like, no. <laughs> yeah, like just Blaze. Well, more so, like, you know, nerds, nerds have a high standard for their stuff. We yeah. love our things. And when you hand us, you can't just say to a nerd, well, you know, you know, well, why the bad guy die? Well, you know, it's, it's a movie. The bad guy has to die. Right. Like, we need to know, you know, yeah. we, we need this standard. And that's what I bring into my projects and have my discussions when I'm in Hollywood. I bring in that nerd standard. We just, you, you know what I mean? If the script just has a bunch of, well, you know, <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, wait, so was, so Changing Faces, and then from that, it's like, what, Sean Paul? Yeah, then that's when we or started to enter it. the Sean Paul generation. Um, let's get it. That's when that's when it grew into me really knowing what I'm doing with what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, give me the light. Uh. Let's get it. Even Cardinal Official's Old right. Time Killing mm-hmm. with the was, uh, red, <clears throat> yellow, and green. Yeah, yeah. And because he didn't have a lot of money, so I'm and okay. So this was one a bit of this was friendship and and he was you know he signed. He had some money, and this is my friend. The money. It's not like you can never have a friend and screw forget. You know what I mean? But if if a, you can't be, you shouldn't be lowering. Right. Or they shouldn't be lowering for you. You guys, it should be a, a equal, maybe just a little above and beyond. In the zone of, okay, <laughs> debatable. It should at least be a debatable how you're helping one another. And then that, that can rock. And uh, so with that, it was like, all right, we have these, we have a psych. Like, how do I make something graphic, but I don't have the money for sets? And then, mm-hmm. oh, I could just paint right on the wall. So that's when I started painting on the, and that, even that for a little while, that reverberated through hip hop too. There's a bunch of videos who are like, oh, we can paint on walls too. So all these people, they always, the, the, the copycats are always just 
yeah. did too much with it, though. <laughs> it was very... I, I didn't really see... I No one I can think of... Well, the, that's the thing. The people who had the talent to have done it right also had the integrity to not steal so right. blatantly. Correct. So the ones that were stealing always just did it bad. I always did, did too much shit. And then, okay, so here's a level. Here's a story about friends, all right? So <laughs> my friend has artists. He's my manager now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's managing these artists, okay? So I'm, you know, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing something for his artists. So I do their videos. like, And they had like... 20 grand in the days of $400,000 videos. I'm in Toronto doing like $20,000 videos. No fee, we're just doing this thing. Right. So, one of the artists, I did two, three videos for 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 this girl. Um again, no charge. I I'm just I there's that was that would be the fee. Like it was just the budget and the people that are coming in, the type of video she's getting for this money to turn around and fucking start saying that we stole her money. She goes, where'd all the money go? You mean the, that video where I had someone sleeping on my couch, the guy, right. you know what I mean? A DP that I flew from America and slept on my couch to go and do this thing. Yeah. 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 Where's the, like, they have no understanding. So that's what I mean. Just what is it? No good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah yo man, it. don't listen, kids, don't do it. <laughs> if it don't make, and you'll learn as you get into the business. You'll learn that you, you think you have a relationship with someone that should do a favor for you, mm-hmm. and they'll say no because it doesn't. Which and they're not wrong. That doesn't fit me, right? And but the world tells you, you know, friends and just don't don't just movies are wrong about everything to do with human relationships. You know, they're everything. Even yeah. even Superman, who's mm-hmm. not human. <laughs> whoa, whoa, true. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> um, Wait, so Benny Boom, speaking of Boom, mm-hmm. was your, he worked for you? He was your intern or something? No, no, no. Benny... Um, or your assistant? No, not No, he he was an AD. So when Benny, Benny was, you know, he's a working, he's a working crew guy. You know, he'd be on this set and that set and he was being a second on a couple jobs. And so he was the second on DMX. Oh, so here's here's a story yeah. about, but the, here's the turning point. This is where the aesthetic came. This yeah. was actually the event. So I get DMX, what's my name? And uh, Claudio, so my production company says, here's this guy, Claudio. He's a gaffer, and he's starting the DP. And they show me, like, all these country videos. <laughs> so I go for it. I go and put Claudio on. And he, who knows that he's going to become Claudio. And then Benny is the second AD on the job. And they're like, here's this AD, and he's the best AD in the world, and you got to work with him. So I'm, I'm putting this video together. I'm literally saying, it's got to be warm, because the, they like warm light. And it's got to be really bright, because everyone likes bright. And I, we need lots of girls. And we need, and I'm like, we need, and so I'm trying to make this video for the client. So we shoot the first day, and we have this big set, and it's the brightest shit, and there's girls and guys, and it's just a bunch of chaos, and it just fucking sucks, and, and DMX gets annoyed, and he gets sick. He said, Benny didn't believe him. He said, he's, he's fucking fake. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, he's, I'm out. But we didn't finish the video. So then on the second day, because um, the AD, that was the guy and I had to work with, he's like, I'm out too. So I'm like, all right, Benny, you're the AD. And Claudio, fuck this. Gel the light's red. And then on this one, gel it green. And this one, gel it blue. And have just, I don't want chicks. Just give me the Rough Rider guys. Just give me a bunch of Rough Rider t-shirts. That's why I threw that video is two different videos. There's this brightly lit, this is what they want. This is what I think they want. Trying to make everyone happy. And then it's like, fuck y'all. Yeah. And, and, and that's the energy. If the whole video had been Rough Rider shirts and guys and just gel light, people, it would, have, it would still be, it would be a classic video. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was the moment when I realized fuck these guys yeah. fuck what people are telling me and I started to go down the lane of fuck your opinion me 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 and that's when I started doing the good work art is a selfish 
process. It has to be a selfish process. And the moment you start thinking about what people are going to like, that's when you fuck it up. Even if what you're saying what people like is the thing you did that people liked. You go and do a video, and we're going to have people dancing on the couch, right? And then everyone loves it. The dancing on the couch is crazy. And you're like, you know what people like? Dancing on couches. <laughs> Next video, we're going to do dancing on the couch. And then you do the video, and everyone's like, eh, it's okay. But I thought dancing, you can't, you, at least for me, it's never worked like that. It, it doesn't, I, I just think that art has to come from a pure place. And the moment, the moment you walk to the canvas with thoughts of red, if I do this red, people are going, <laughs> wrong. Walk to the canvas like, I'm a genius, and no matter what I do, will be amazed. Wrong. <laughs> it, it, it has to come from a pure, humble place for you to make things that people engage with. Mm -hmm. and, and one, I've never done a job where it's a jinx to me, but people do it all the time. This has to be amazing. We've got to make the greatest video in the world. Mm -hmm. well, well, now we're not going to because you fucking said that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, what was it like working with Kanye? Um, Kanye was, what was interesting about Kanye, he wanted to do this video. He wanted to shoot it him. He wanted to fund it himself, and I remember the conversation I had with him was like he didn't want to spend like an extra fifty grand or something like that. You know, it's spending a lot of money already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I told him, look, man, uh, cheap, fast, good. Pick two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can have cheap and fast. It ain't gonna be good. Mm -hmm. You can have good and fast. It ain't gonna be cheap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this is this is how this game works. And he was like, oh. And he spent the money. Mm. And he made you know, made the workout plan. It was a it was a fun video to do. I mean. It's ridiculous, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what about working with Nelly? Uh, which one, Furtado or Nelly? No, uh, rapper like, Nelly. Yeah, rapper Nelly. Rapper Nelly's e. great. Yeah, he's great. Humble guy, good to work with. You know, I mean, he he didn't he never got really super involved in the creative. He let that ride, but he's a good guy to work with. Do you need an artist to be super creative with you? I like it. I prefer it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe when I was twenty four, I was bubbling with ideas, but you know, I'm older now and just. Hey, I don't. I got my head's in a, a little bit of a different place. I like an artist that walks in and says this. Even like even Hotline Bling was my concept, but they said we love your Sean Paul videos. You know what I mean? Um, so although I did pitch him, I pitched two things. I pitched him the performance video, and I also pitched him a video where he was. It was basically the Silver Lining Playbook, mm -hmm. and. Um, he was at a dance competition <laughs> with his dance partner, and then the, his ex-girlfriend was also at the dance competition with some new guy, and that was the that was the big tension. Obviously, they didn't go for that. <laughs> it never even got mentioned again. But um, I like an art like Iggy Azalea mm -hmm. knows what she wants to do, hmm. right? If Iggy Azalea, I, I would make Iggy Azalea like a commercial creative if. I could point her in. A, yeah, she knows. She knows her audience. Hmm. She knows what she wants to do. Like the clueless thing was her idea. Mm -hmm. Black Widow was her idea. She's like, I want to wear this outfit. I wanted to do this. And you know, she saw the bikes and makes she's like, she's she's. That's why she puts her name as a director because she's actually a creative force in the process. And same with Kendrick. Um, and and all of TD. Whatever. No, the TD guys more so um, have a direction. Like, oh, we think we want to go here with it, mm -hmm. or as like uh, for. King Kunta, mm -hmm. I can't remember if they said let's do Compton or how. I think they might have said let's do Compton, and then they saw treatment, and then say, oh, let's do this thing. I want to have the, like the well, as we're shooting. Like remember that shot where he's on the throne, and we pull back, yep. and everyone kind of mm -hmm. gets in. Mm -hmm. That was Dave. Like I got this idea. I want right. to like we start in Kendrick and we pull back. So like they they have a shot that they have. It wasn't like I have this full concept. There's much more of a partnership and an input. But I I I do believe that your instinct connects you to something. Right again, I get it. It's a little bit of a spiritual thing, where I think managers and artists have a connection to the creative process. Managers more so in 
the artist. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? Like, there's something, but it's their art. There's, they, there's a thing going. There's definitely a line for them in my book that involves the actual art. But right. if you're like, oh, man, that jacket, he needs a better... Like, the, the package is right. his life. Right. So when it comes to the package, yeah, I trust <laughs> them. Like, ah, that you know, this spoon, have, fine, that's your thing. You, you live with that all the time. There's right. a million different outfits before appearances that you deal with and things like that way. The artists themselves, the whole way, they, even, if, even if they have a bad idea... I did a video for Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. And I remember I did was in, in the industry, especially back in the label days, there's always a bit of the label on the low. It's the same way like all creatives think they're clients. Everyone thinks the person they're technically working for are total idiots and they have all the <laughs> answers, right? So uh, Cisco is like, I want to do this stage design and I want the stage to be red. And I'm like, red? That sucks. We're not doing red. Red is out. Yeah. Red's <laughs> out. We're doing black. And then I'm in the telecine. They're wearing black. The stage is black. You can't see anybody. and go, wow, this would have been better if it was a red stage. <laughs> So, and then it was the beginning of my process, beginning to understand that it's not, there's certain, your instinct in the job, your seat, your position connects you to an instinct to it that's different than your skill level, right? So, you might be, a, you're a director, you're young, you're just starting out, but you're the director, and if the, if the instinct says to you, it's too dark, it's too dark, mm-hmm. even if you're working with a Claudio. Mm-hmm. He said, no, it's fine. And they'll try, oh, it's not too dark and the thing will, and they'll tell a bunch of bullshit. And I guarantee I've never been in a situation where a DP told me it wasn't what I thought it was. And then he was right. They're always wrong. Not because I'm fucking so much smarter than my DP. I could practically shoot this myself, man. <laughs> it's not that. It's not a matter of, it's, it's that your instinct is connected to your job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if the artist's like, I want a red stage, I now don't even argue it. I make it, even if I think it's a horrible idea, because they're connected to this thing in a way. That you're not. That, uh, yeah, they're, they're the one yeah. above me. So there's them and their instinct, and then my instinct, then my, but everyone comes below. The DP gets to have lights. The mm-hmm. art director gets to have art direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have the whole thing, and this guy, it's his. He's really ultimately who's going to live with it. So it's, uh, I, I, now I live by it. So, yeah, if an artist wants to say, because you know, uh, they know what they like. Mm-hmm. Their audience likes them for their taste without fully, you know what I mean? They, they chose the song, they chose the lyrics, they chose all the shit. So yeah, it might be crazy, but that's, in their world, that works. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for Hell Yeah Fucking Right, um, had you been to a bar mitzvah before? No. <laughs> they're like that though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've never been to a bar mitzvah, but everyone became my Jewish... Um, <laughs> Uh, consultants completely <laughs> yeah. every Jew on set was like I am Jewish yeah. <laughs> let me tell you how this goes <laughs> Bergman's like sitting there he's like no 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 you, you read yeah. right to left <laughs> yeah, completely everyone, everybody literally everybody so yeah it was a fun one though yeah uh, Drake actually DM'd us the day of to yeah. be like yeah. um, you guys should be down here and we're like <laughs> So, like, uh, are you sending a G5 for us, like, to fly down to Miami? Yeah, do we like, get a trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you should have come down. That we should have come yeah. down. Um, when did you first implement the 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 opening of, like, the letterbox at the um, beginning of the video and then the closing of it at the Fabulous. End? Y'all can't deny it. Yeah. That was... And I, it wasn't my idea. It was my editor at the time. Really? Cat Brown. Yeah. So, he just... This thing opens up. And it might have been actually Bootylicious. And then, yeah, it was Bootylicious, he did it. And then he did it again on Fabulous. I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing? He goes, yeah, this is what we're doing. And that was it. And, that became uh, like your calling card. Yeah, it was. And then now everyone does it. I Everybody see. does it. Yeah. So now I do this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to switch it, but it doesn't have 
Not as many people know. You have to be real nerd to understand <laughs> that I've switched the letterbox. Yeah. Well, dude, he switched the letterbox <laughs> angle, man. Like it's not. And then you shot, and then you shot the 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 four by three for. Yes. Yeah. For, well, the full. I did for yeah. for Kinto. Yeah, I did the full square. First, I framed it four by three, and then I said, "No, let's make it square." It just felt like so. We just adjusted a bit because it spoke to the internet age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, totally. this is... It's an Instagram yeah. box. Yeah, yeah, I actually... I'll tell you how I tell us any of that. I took... So, I took the video, mm-hmm. and I started grabbing stills on my iPad, just clicking stills. Then I took those stills and put them into Instagram and sent them to my manager, because back then you would have to send the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I was sending pictures to my manager, and then after, after I'd, so I'd apply a filter, send it to my manager, and then show the telecine artist, there you go. <laughs> so, the actual look of King Kunta are... Instagram filters. Whoa! <laughs> it is a, it is fully an Instagram inspired piece, except for the thing on the the thing on the throne was uh, some weird like we're doing some look got on top of that footage mm-hmm. and it made it this crazy thing. Oh, whoa, that's great! That's dope. <laughs> Leave that. What other mistakes have you kept in that really like changed a whole video? Um, are there any like what I think is a big? I don't think there's any like, nothing that's coming right to mind as far as like a mistake. That stuck around. That was just some of that was one of the It wasn't like the Sean Paul like give me the light. It was like, oh shit, the <laughs> everything is black. Suddenly. Put the lights in the <laughs> sets. <laughs> um and when did you start noticing people stealing your aesthetic? Um Immediately. Immediately, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Right away. Uh I don't know. Uh I think people started oh, let's get it, definitely. Mm-hmm. The let's get it video, people were like, We're stealing that. Right, and then peaches and cream, and I just began to see that style. And then Sean, not Sean Paul, um, Sean John, Sean John. <laughs> yeah, well, he, yeah, he took yeah. it for himself. But uh, uh, Cardinal Fisher began to see it, right? So or things like that. And when I was really young, I'd see like artists actually take little bits of style. Like you know, it was really the book, uh, the tipping point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I had an intern who was just you know he's like sixteen and always had street style. Like you know he's from Harlem and he come in and he had like he would tie a bandana around his arm then I'd do that and then LL Cool J would see that and then do that <laughs> you know what I'm saying You'd see, I could see the, the line of influence happening uh, have you ever taken an idea like years before that didn't work for some artist and use it later on yeah yeah I did actually um, so I just did a Zane video uh, like I would and the version that is on YouTube is an atrocious destruction of my work <laughs> No, I'm saying so. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't say this in the teeny bopper interview, but we're on a podcast and we can right, be honest yeah, about it. Yeah. But that was me wanting to redo Usher. So I did, yeah, and yeah. After it was said and done, I should have done that all lasers. Hmm. I should have just done everything in the laser world, and that would have been another. That would have been a classic piece of work. Instead, I tried to do the lasers as a performance, and it's just it was, the, the stars did not align on that gig. So I do this Zane gig, and I redo it. I'll show you guys the director's cut, mm-hmm. and um. It was the one. What I did is some of my best work, mm-hmm. from the edit to the color correction to everything. But the management had different ideas and crossed that line of where they should be participating mm-hmm. into like recoloring and editing and the whole thing. And uh, I mean, it's cool, but it's not. Well, that's what it's like to be in a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Like, you have an idea, and it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. No, and beyond that, yeah, it was, it was completely some boy band shit. Like I know what I'm doing. It was it was a weird thing, but yeah. It was, um, yeah, like I said, what, what, if he had, if they had gone with what my director's cut, 
it goes right up there as some of my best work. Mm. The work video that you did up in Toronto, mm -hmm. because what's it like to go home now all these years later and be so established and still go to spots that maybe you remember from growing up? I mean, you know, it just gets my my Toronto card is fully stamped. <laughs> and, Do you get free food anywhere? Um, Mr. Jerk gives yeah, me yeah, free yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. You can I take Mr. Jerk is like a great name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, Mr. Jerk used to be a classic uh, piece of Toronto. Like, you know, there's certain shops. that There's almost like Hogs and Heifers, mm -hmm. which is now shut down. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is now like a travesty it's of fucking... fine real estate down yeah. there. Yeah. It's going to be right across the street from uh, the standard. The yeah. standard. Yeah. Like the shut down Hogs and Heifers. Can we can we have this moment for a second? Yeah. yeah. But that, yeah. This, this is... Th that is when you know it's over. That was right. that was the symbol that it is over. What was, just real quick, what was that movie that... Uh, Coyote Ugly. And you know who was in that? Tyra. Tyra Banks. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember going to Hogs and Heifers with Tyra because she was researching that movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. Don't remember our edit, but yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember Hogs and Heifers. But <clears throat> but it was a great fucking bar. We all know what it was, and it was a it was a symbol of that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. In the same way, I, I don't know. It'd be crazy to do, but fuck it. It should have been protected. It should have said no. This business itself, or at least be ironic and just leave the outside the same. And then when you walk in, it's your shitty fucking clothing store. Right. CBGB's is now John Barbados. Right. You know. It's like you guys. What's happening in Toronto? The Best Buy Theater is now the Sony PlayStation Theater. Yeah, I, know. Like the yeah, I know. I know. Changing. I know. What's happening? <laughs> to protect our culture. What is happening out here? What is? I mean, hey man, you, it, the shit fucking happens. Anyways, yeah. whatever tirade I was just on. Oh, Mr. Jerk. Mr. Oh, Jerk tirade. was one. Of those places mm -hmm. it was this building in toronto that had a whole side wall like everyone knew mr jerk even if you've never eaten there there's another place called sam the record man that was in a bunch of movies in in the 80s because it just was these big rotating uh records so the city was like these are places you knew they're just iconic and then you know lease got up and they got shut down and, like customers were protesting but everyone was really upset that it moved so that mr jerk in the video is the new mr jerk gotcha so for the city that's like oh <laughs> you know that's not just like some restaurant right that's mr jerk <laughs> it's like yo so you know what i mean that's a that's a moment for them and then for the staff that's some real west indian pray to god mm -hmm. thing up and now we have a you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so yeah man, my toronto car is well and good um <clears throat> would you agree that hype is known for color and you're known for shadow that's kind of racist wow that's yeah. fucking that's <laughs> fucked up that's that was, fucked up yeah. no, I'm <laughs> and, uh, I, and i meant it yeah. <laughs> double down yeah. double down uh that's interesting maybe I don't know. I've never really thought of it that way. That's kind of good. What what gives you that? Uh, Watching your videos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a shadowy guy. Yeah. I mean, like, just I think that the way that you you light a lot of your videos, there's a lot of shadows. I think that uh, hype has, you know, those sort of outlandish colors, and I think that you have. It's more of like the dark overshadowing the light. Specifically, nice. the Donnell Jones video. Yeah. yeah specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, Great video. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about the difference between the big money days and and those like 2005 and forward years yeah it was um <clears throat> i mean videos were on tv and we were legitimately competing with other forms of entertainment we were going up against your tv show we we're going up against you know what i mean mtv that's what they showed they showed videos in their big spectacular events um not everyone one of them was great but 
everyone was going for it. And I remember Buster and I, Buster and I were joking about it. Like, when we had money, we were entertaining. We were <laughs> chased by elephants. People were jumping out of airplanes. We were blowing shit up. Like, we were, like, when, when human beings, that, 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 the economic bubble does say something about humanity. When we got money, we share and we help. And we, I remember just money was flying everywhere. And then when it contracted, it was, you know, now, now we're fighting over scraps. Now we're, now we're getting Donald Trump. Yeah. Or not. Right. Down in the polls, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um I think the I think the the I think the what are you thinking? The novelties worn off. Yeah. Cause look even his his uh his rallies are getting less people. Thank God. Yeah. Less Thank people God. getting like beaten. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, they saw it. They saw it already. Yeah. He's already <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm over it. But so um back in so the one getting beaten. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we had that big money. Then as the money started to go down, it's still I mean, I was operating in a budget range where I was still able to work, but you couldn't build big, giant sets. I could still build something and do, like, Ying Yang Twins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Whisper song was that moment that, at the time, I was like, oh, it's only 200, which now is, like, 200. Like, it's just all... But as that happened, digital came into play. YouTube came into play. So as one side of the business was contracting, another one was expanding. Because if we didn't have digital, be, we could have gone back to 16-millimeter music videos. <laughs> it would have been an ugly... Ugly time. Was now, was the Whisper song the uh, best casting call that you've had to? Uh, <laughs> it's just like four thousand. I know. Can I mean, I, it's all. Can I see you laying on the floor, please? Yeah, it's yeah. all relative, and it's all. I mean, no, nah, there's no. Actually, you know the best casting call I remember being like, "I'm Hulk. I'm gonna keep this tape." Um, was uh, Mystical Danger. Oh my mm. god. Yeah, I mean, I remember looking. Wow, this is. <laughs> Actually, pretty fucking amazing. I'm gonna hold on to this. That VHS is actually somewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, the earlier days, especially, and I was also like in my early, like mid twenties, mm -hmm. twenty three, twenty four. So it was, a, it was a lot. You got that Range Rover, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was <laughs> helicopters. Pew, pew, yeah. Pew, pew. <laughs> um, now it's just you know, a casting's a casting at the end of the day. So did that? Did that period of lesser budgets and music videos make you want to move away from doing music videos, or was it sort of just like? I have to move away from music videos. No, it's nothing. It's the game. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't... Because everyone keeps on framing it. Like, my friend just texted me the other day, like, you don't do music videos anymore. You're going to do movies and TV. Cause, Is that uh, David Chopper? Yeah, David Cropper. <laughs> David Cropper, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just... But I don't feel that way. There's always this stigma on music videos. Like, it's a lesser form. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Right. At all. I never felt to move away from music videos. The budgets went down. It's just that's what we're doing. Even now, as... I move forward into other parts of the game. I still love doing a music video because there's no other part in the game where you get that kind of freedom, right? Where like, do you know if 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 Hotline Bling was a commercial, the amount of people and fucking foolishness that would have gone on from the edit to the set, everything would. If it was a movie, mm, depending on who I'm working with, but it still would have been a bunch of new opinions. And if it was a TV show, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, producers and writers. There's, there's a whole world of people that get to be involved in the creative process. In the music video, it's me. These are the sets, and these are the decisions, and this is what we're doing. There's no committee that I'm going back to. Mm -hmm. I'd much, I'd much rather, if I, if I, if you gave me a bunch of directors, and I said I got to give these guys a project to see their skill level, I'll give them a music video to do. I wouldn't ask them to do a movie. I wouldn't ask them to do a TV show. I would not ask them to do a commercial because those those processes, if they did it the way they're done involve a bunch of other people who you could duck and hide behind. In a music video, it's you. It's your idea. That's your crew. 
you boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you walk in and say, light everything blue and um, uh, put some red gels on these lights down here and uh, let off and the, put, fill the room with smoke. Okay. <laughs> and any other process, like, well, that's pretty extreme X. I think we should talk to ABC. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a movie, depending on who you're working with, they'll let that. You know what I mean? Like the, the music videos and movies are the places where you're going to get the most play. Right? But again, a movie, you do a studio movie, it's like, no, we're not doing that. We're doing... That's a little too much for what we're trying. You know what I mean? There's other things involved. If So when I, when I, if you can't look at a music video director's reel and see the type of film director they could be, you should not be picking directors. Hmm. That should not be, you know what I'm saying? And you know it. Mm-hmm. You know when you look at uh, uh, certain directors, like you see the direct connecting line between Francis Lawrence music videos and Francis Lawrence movies. David Fincher music videos and David Fincher movies. Totally. Spike Jones music videos. Spike, each one of these guys that are, and the guys who are inconsistent and the guys who are all over the place were inconsistent when they made their music videos. Mm-hmm. They you you knew the certain guys that their shit. If they you knew like oh this looks great and that guy did it, he had a good DP. He did. He was not the driving force behind that production quality. Cause here's his next video, and it looks like complete shit, mm-hmm. right? So you knew that you knew what was going to get. And those guys that have gone on to do movies, yeah, their movies look as flim flammy as their music videos did. Mm-hmm. So a director is a director. Period. That's my music video defensive rant. <laughs> <clears throat> have you have you ever had as good a collaboration over the course of a number of videos as you have with Drake? Um. Drake and I work really well together. Usher and I, when we were working, did really good stuff together. I actually, I like working with Puff. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a creative. Iggy, I think, was a great creative uh, collaboration. The problem with working with Puff now is that you have to figure out different ways to light the Ciroc bottles <laughs> to fund the video. Yeah, yeah, everything's product placement. You know what I mean? But that, I mean, it's. Have you had any like creative ways to to do product placement, or is it just like? just stick in a shot for three seconds and get it over with because you know what they they i guess to a degree it makes sense especially with maybe an alcohol well ciroc the difference with ciroc is and difference with beats is that with the people that are putting them in the videos their ability to flood multiple projects mm-hmm. with it is what gives it its power and then they're going to rap with it and be seen with it and they mm-hmm. actually use it right so that product placement makes sense but like you know um we did some product placement for wicker for the uh, basket, <laughs> exactly. For Iggy Azalea's Black Widow video, mm-hmm. uh-huh. we had to put in this thing, and it was like you know you get a message, and then it self destructs, and they dropped in a bunch of money to put it in the Iggy video. You're not gonna you your your campaign can't be av- you need to flood the market, and the right. only way you're gonna flood the market is bring in Jimmy Iovine and give him your damn company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pills everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> pills everywhere, beats everywhere because mm-hmm. he has that ability. To make sure they show up in projects, and then they put and they understood what it was. So the flood of product placement can make you be like, "Oh shit!" But you're not going to get your one bottle into one video and think you're going to have that your cristal moment with Jay Z. And again, there's still a part of the of the audience that is in tune one with what's actually hot. Mm-hmm. And then as well, what artists actually fuck with? I mean, here at this table, we fuck with wicker. <laughs> <laughs> We're wicker boys, <laughs> of course, and glasses of water. Right, yeah. <laughs> I am glad that we're in a time now where, like, you don't have to animate made up, uh, like texting uh, services yeah. in videos or whatever. You know? I, I always shot the screen. Yeah, I was always one of those people. Even my old ones, like uh, you look at Lloyd Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my nerd, the nerd <laughs> in me. Mm-hmm. So when I did the two-way screen. 
my two-way screen is the like reply from yeah. the time like I I wanted to show like this is what a two-way looked like mm-hmm. but then I just I called it like X-mail instead of T-mail sure, or whatever yeah, yeah. stupid little thing you had to do but I put it in the screen and shoot the screen I was always shooting the screen as opposed to I hated that seeing these videos and they were putting these awful yeah. unrealistic text things <laughs> I always thought that was yeah, so wack I saw um, who did that Kelly Rowland uh, is on like an Excel sheet oh in, in, <laughs> in the uh, in the video which she did with Nelly yeah Dilemma yeah, and she's uh, it's like texting. Um, yeah, yeah, being like broken up with or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the very beginning of the video. Yeah. Um, have you has has the thought of you and Drake doing a movie together come up? No. Or is every music video a movie anyway? Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> 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 no, nah, Drake. Drake is Drake is making music and albums and you know what I mean. Whatever movie he wants to make, he's gonna make. I don't know Judd Apatow. Okay. And. James Cameron mm-hmm. and Steven Spielberg all fighting to get a moment with him. I like, would you know love to see Drake's Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, he's on top of the world. Every meeting yeah. I take, back in when Usher was blazing hot, every mm-hmm. meeting I took was like, so, <laughs> you think Usher might want to... And so now every meeting is, so, think Drake might want to get him... I'm like, all right, listen. If you shoot Toronto for Toronto, then yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. He's he's making music. He's living that music life right now. So, you know what his movie plans are. I really don't know mm-hmm. because he could do like that. Anybody in any part of the game would want to be involved with him right now. Mm-hmm. And so, TV now for you is exciting. Is yeah. is yeah. I mean, I I love shooting. I can get into any part of the game when it comes to camera and what we're doing. Uh, I want to develop my own stuff. That's also a big part. Being a, coming again from music video, where I'm the creative, I have I, I have that in me. It's not just being a gun for hire. Mm-hmm. I want to make these things and bring my ideas to life. So I play play all those sides. Are there any people that you want to work with? Like, do you go to concerts? Not really. Not unless it's. I mean, every everything I do seems to come through work somehow. I went to the Beyonce concert. Mm-hmm. I love to do something with Beyonce. Hmm. Yeah. I called it. I called it. Uh, Beyond insp- delicious. Yeah. Ins- Inspertainment. <laughs> it was. It was a pretty. Inspiring. She walked on water. Yeah, I mean, it's. A, it's. It is not a joke. It is a, an amazing piece of theater. Even if you didn't know who Beyonce was, if it was just one of those, you know, like a Broadway show, and you yeah. just go and see some person, she could. She could put that show on the road without her. There's <laughs> <laughs> some other girl right, being right. her, and just send it to Japan or something like that. But yeah, it's. Where did um, you see it in Los uh, Angeles? No, the one here in New York. Oh, you did. Okay. Unreal unreal some of the stuff that's going on the dancing like that's uh i i joke that beyonce was made in a test tube by record executives they all you <laughs> know it's not a joke <laughs> yeah it's not it's like the captain america yeah. of, of music artists back to the nurturing uh, yeah back to the shit. exactly um and and what else do you have coming up in the very near future i mean i'm 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 locked into this summer shooting kids and drums mm-hmm. you know what I'm by saying? the way not a great way to phrase that no <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, filming teenagers mm-hmm. and their and the dramatic events of their school of the arts. Yes, you know what I mean because DJ Diamond D mm-hmm. is actually Kit, but she hasn't told anybody. So Kit now is going to get rid of Diamond D because she feels like she's in Diamond D's shadow. What real oh. storyline? See, yeah. you are real a director of shadows. <laughs> Yo, X, thanks so much for coming through. Thanks. Blah, 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 blah.
Thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of a Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find more episodes just like this one, where can they go? You can go on SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time or on iTunes if you search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Also, we are on Twitter at It's The Real. We are on Instagram at It's The Real. We're on Snapchat at It's The Real Eric and It's It's The Real. It's The Real was taken. And fuck whoever took It's The Real on Snapchat. Nah. For real, for real. Huh. I like, I like that. that. No, but also you can go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Uh, all of our episodes that we have filmed are up there, including Angie Martinez and Miss Info, Charlemagne the God, DJ Drama, Lenny S, and now Lil X. Go check them out. The first month is totally free. There's 100% no reason free. why you shouldn't watch these episodes. It's a lot of fun. As always, Leave comments, rate, subscribe to our podcast, and please help us grow this podcast and go tell a friend. Jeff, I know you got a lot of friends. You got a lot of pokey friends. Do you have a friend that you would like to tell about this here podcast? Yes, I want to shout out somebody who went to college with their brother, Dan. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody who, who uh, said not for real, for real on Twitter, just like hundreds of others. Okay. Someone who has been a constant uh, supporter of us. Yeah. Ben Jonas. Shout out to Ben Jonas. He's out there in Milwaukee. Yeah, go Bucks. <laughs> Shout out to Ben Jonas, a good dude, and he definitely listens every week. I, Jeff, would also like to shout out somebody who went to school with our brother Dan. His name is Mr. Kevin Anderson. Shout out to Kev. He's a good dude. Used to work for the New England Patriots, now works for the Detroit Lions, and he recently got married out in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Anderson. Shout out to anybody that went to college with Dan, honestly. (laughs) Kevin, Ben, go tell all of your IU friends about A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And you want to know what? Even if we don't shout you out, you can still tell people. Oh, like, because I see, like, for the past six months, Uh everybody's been saying in our comments how we're underrated, how we are... Man, I'm tired of being the underdog. Yeah, you know what? It's like... Can't we just let's just let's just win? Let's be in first place. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Everybody. I'm really I'm really good at Pokemon. Level up. Go tell your friends about a waste of time with it's the real, and we promise to keep putting out episodes just like this one today. Yeah. Get excited for more Pokemon talk, because I am oh, man. fully into it now. Oh man. I'm Eric. I'm Jeff. And this is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> See you.